Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Father in heaven today, I come to you on behalf of every member at Awaken City and those watching this broadcast. And God, I ask that you would open our hearts, our eyes, our understanding so that we could partake of the miraculous power of your word. God, we're in this season where we're calling the theme of our teaching. Use it or lose it. God, I pray today that You would speak to each one of us individually where we could pick up that gift that has been hidden, that that gift that is yet to be released from its packaging. And God, today begin to walk in it in power. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Well, I wanna share this message with you today on the theme of use it or lose it with a subtitle, Do your gift. We're currently studying the parable of the three servants that Jesus taught in Matthew 25, where He highlighted the law of use and what we've called use it or lose it. On the surface of this parable, we extract many life principles that are powerful. The first one that comes to mind is whether you have much or little, if you invest the little that you have through labour, it will multiply. And that's a powerful thought because, you know, there's that statement that says, little things are the hinges on which great results turn. And so no matter how small you think what you have today in your hand is, if you will use it through labour, if you'll invest it through labour, it will multiply. We also extract the fact that if you work with what you have, you'll be entrusted with more. When it comes to resources, natural or spiritual, God distributes them according to your ability. So let's read the beginning of that parable again from Matthew 25 today. Again, the Kingdom of Heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip, called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. To understand the full context of this parable that Jesus was conveying to the people, we must assume that the man illustrates Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit. That the serpents, that, that the, the servants, sorry, the servants are literally disciples of Christ, you and me. We are not just sons, but also servants. You know, I'm reminded of the great passage from the Old Testament of Joshua when he stood before the people of God and he said this He said, If you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Such a powerful moment there captured in Scripture where Joshua was essentially saying to the people of God in that time and he's speaking even today to us here in 2021. 
And essentially He's saying, you know what? You're going to serve someone. You're either gonna serve the gods of this world. You're either gonna serve the culture of the day or you're going to serve the Lord, but it's up to you to choose. I've already made my choice, Joshua said. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And to Awaken City today, to people watching the broadcast today, we must get to the place in our walk with God where we declare, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. The most incredible thing, however, you discover about the parables of Jesus is on the surface of any parable, there is truth that's revealed that can be applied now in the natural. But when you look deeper, the spiritual truth is unveiled, revealed. The deeper truth of this parable of the three servants is here clearly stated in the Scripture that before Jesus ascended on high, He gave gifts, plural, to men, which today we call fivefold or gifts of the Messiah. The gifts are given to a small percentage of the body of Christ to provide leadership direction to the church, the fivefold ministry gifts. However, when we are born again, our Heavenly Father, God our Father, gives a spiritual gift as a foundation for us to grow within our family of faith because He wants all members of His body active so that His church can be growing, healthy and strong. I wanna take you to a verse of Scripture from 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10 that speaks directly into this moment. Because you've got to understand that the parable of the three servants does give us truth that we can live by today in how we look after our resources. And if we take the little that we have and invest it through labour, that we'll get more in return. And all those things are true for natural principles and truths to live by. But actually the number one message that Jesus was giving to us goes even deeper than that. And here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says, God has given each of you a gift from His great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I want you to think about that for a moment. I'm so tempted today to step out from behind here and come down closer, but I'm just gonna look directly into that camera right now and say to you this, God has given each and every one of you a gift a spiritual gift that was given to you when you were born again, that was activated when you were born again. And today, I believe God wants you to know that He desires that you you use that gift to its full potential so that it can grow and you are able to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ. When you look at these truths throughout the Bible, The parable of the three servants makes it clear that as disciples of Christ, we cannot afford to be like the useless servant at the end of this parable in Matthew 25. God has given motivational gifts to His sons and daughters. Your gift may be prophecy where you're giving the ability to communicate the mind and counsel of God in that moment. Your gift could be serving, which is the ability to identify unmet needs related to God's work and make use of available resources to meet those needs. Can I give you an example on that? When I first came to Christ, I didn't know that I had spiritual gifts. 
I got born again, forgiven of my sins and released from the shackles of my past, from judgment, from guilt, from shame. I got involved in my family of faith there. We were on Ambrose Street in Rockingham in an old bedshed building. And every time I came to church on a Sunday, because I was in the industry of painting and making things look beautiful again, I would notice the outside of the building, how it just did not look attractive and it was brown and old and dull and boring. And then one day I heard my pastor say, oh, I wish we had enough money and resources to repaint this facility and make it look more attractive. Immediately in my mind, I thought, we can do it. I could borrow the equipment from work. I could get the paint to repaint it. It could be done with just simply one day's work. I said to my pastor, what colour would you like? He said, oh, I wanted this colour. And so that next week I went to work and talked to my boss about borrowing the equipment to repaint the front of the facility. Then I said, could you get me a good deal on the paint so that I could pay for it so that no one has to be out of pocket for it to take place. And that next weekend, I finished work early on the Friday. I started the work, worked through the Saturday. And by the end of Saturday, it was completely repainted. When Pastor came to church the next morning for Sunday church, he was so elated. When people came in, they went, oh wow, doesn't it look amazing? you've got to understand this, I didn't see that as a spiritual gift. In fact, it wasn't a spiritual gift. It was simply my natural gift that I surrendered to God and God made it something spiritual as I surrendered my natural gift to Him. What I want to encourage everyone here today with is this, that God has given you a gift. You may not realise it yet. You may not have had the opportunity to identify it. But once you do and begin doing your gift, you will see incredible things happen in your walk with God. You know, God has given gifts of prophecy, of serving, of teaching. And when it comes to teaching, you know, it's everything from spiritual truth to life experience truths. truths. Your gift could be encouragement or giving. It could be leadership, kindness. And you know what, as you look at the list of motivational gifts outlined in Romans chapter 12, you begin to understand that many of these gifts are also responsibilities that we've all been given. When it comes to uh, being someone that serves, we all have a responsibility to serve God to some degree, just like Joshua said, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. But you know, if your gift is serving, it's a, part, it's a vital part of your work with, walk with God. We're all called to give a tenth of our income into the house of God for the work of the ministry. But if your motivational gift is giving, it's one of the most spiritual things you do in your walk with God. Of course, we all should show kindness to others. But those of us that are motiva- motivated by the gift of kindness, It seems that you have an inexhaustible supply of kindness in the most demanding situations. Clearly, when a motivational gift is put to work, Holy Spirit comes along, hovers over us and is ready to release ministry gifts upon that work. So today, I wanna bring this thought to a place where we all get a moment to assess what is that motivational gift that God has put inside of me. It's not enough for us to just live our Christian lives by example. Of course, we all 
should be living our lives by example. I know some of us today say in terms of reaching out to others with the love of God, we're at that place where we, the best we can do is simply live the very best Christian lives by example. We are all called to do that. But moving beyond that, God is looking at us right now, I believe, and saying, what are you doing with that gift that I've given to you? You know, many people will look at you today and and see different qualities that you have and abilities that you have. But what's most important is for us ourselves to know what that motivational gift is that we've been given. Just in a simple example, in gifts of serving. We have many volunteers here at Awaken the City that serve during the week and on weekends. In fact, this broadcast would not be able to come to you today without the sacrifice of volunteers that come in and serve in the house of God. But over a week ago, there was something that needed to be done here in our facility. And I'd worked out that I had some space in my week where I could get my tool bag and be Mr. Handyman and come down and make things happen. And so I thought I would hang this very large and heavy splashback screen on a wall. And so I went and got the gadget that's supposed to find the stud, the steel stud in the wall and thought I'll begin to put the... When I went to find the holes, what I thought were holes and drilled through the wall, there was nothing behind and it didn't happen once or twice, it happened like five times. And by the time I went for the sixth hole, which I was really confident had a steel stud behind it and it had nothing, I went, I need to stop. This is not my thing. I'm just going to make a mess here. So I had to turn to Pastor Chris and say, Pastor Chris, I'm sorry, I've made a mess here. Do you think you could find someone that could do this, that knows what they're doing? Well, I walked into that same office early this week And to my surprise, overnight, this incredible splashback red panel glass that we use for writing on in training sessions sessions is on the wall and it looks amazing. I turned to Pastor Chris and said, wow, how did that happen? It just so happened that two great volunteers here, husband and wife team, Dave and Anne, had come in the night before, marked it out and done it. Pastor Chris tells me, Pastor, he says, you don't ever have to worry about that thing falling off the wall. I guarantee you that it's secured so strong that we could hang a truck off the side of that thing. You know, just that simple example of Dave and Ann Owen using the gift that motivates them of serving, linked with their natural talents and gifts, is a powerful thing in the body of Christ. So today, I want to land with giving you some thoughts about how you can identify your motivational gift, how you can can initiate contact in moments so that you can use it. And finally, how you can impart it into the lives of others. You know, I, I want to quote Pastor Phil Pringle who says, do your gift and the wind of God will blow. And you got to know that today in your journey of faith with God, in your walk with God, even in the environment that we're living today, if you'll simply do your gift, the wind of the Holy Spirit will blow upon your life and you'll find your walk with God being refreshed and charged with passion in everyday life. 
It's interesting though that today as we meet online, it's our only opportunity. We don't have the opportunity today here in Perth and Peel region to join together as, an, as we normally would. And so what we're receiving today are the gifts of God that have been made available to everyone that's been involved through an online broadcast. The interesting thing is that many of the gifts that we have been given by God are limited or even ineffective when it comes to remote broadcast. It's because many of the gifts are tactile, they're touch, they require touch. While half of them are talk and you can receive half of the grace of God in a sense through a broadcast, the full expanse of God's gifts and talents that's been given to the body of Christ require touch, not just talk. And so let me give you these three things that can help you in terms of identifying your gift and then activating it in your life. And it comes from these simple thoughts, to know your gift, see it, and then sow it. You know, right now, if you know what your gift is, it's easy for you. Others take longer and don't get the same result. Quite like me trying to hang that thing on the wall. I took hours preparing and working to try and make it happen only to get to the end of that day and go, this is useless. I'm not able to make this happen. Yet David and Owen, David and Anne came in with Pastor Chris and made it happen in just a few short hours. The more you do your gift, the more you love it. You know, can I encourage you to work hard at the things that come easy concerning your spiritual gift? When you do your gift, others are blessed. So know it. And if you don't know it, I'm going to give you some tips at the end on how you can discover it and activate it. But don't just know it. You've got to see it. See it in action. Move towards people. Listen to what others see in you and take confidence from that. And you've got to know this, whilst the motivational gifts that God has given us are primarily for the body of Christ, they will also overflow into your workplace and social circles. You'll find yourself being a person of encouragement outside of the church, not just in the church, if your gift is encouragement. You'll see yourself, you'll find yourself speaking words of prophet, that are prophetic into the lives of others outside of the church, not in a weird sense, but in an encouraging sense as you activate that gift. But you know what? You've got to move towards people. That's why fellowshipping and worshipping together in a public sense is so important. That's why Connect can be such a powerful moment as you get together with your Connect crew. God will highlight your gift and you'll begin to speak out of that. You'll begin to reach out and touch others with kindness in serving in that moment. Know your gift. See your gift in action. Then sow it into the lives of others. And that requires us to take the first step. Why don't you make a decision today to take the first step in getting your gift fully active? Do your gift in the wind of God will blow. And I'd encourage you also to help others find their gift by when you see it in somebody else's life, speak those words of encouragement to them. Say, you know what, I just see, you're such a great servant. You're such a great person of encouragement and we need that, keep doing that. Your children need it, your Connect crew need it, your team members need it. They come to the final part of that parable in Matthew 25 once again, and just make some comments on what I see here and what God is saying to us today. 
Jesus said in verse 29, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I was sharing this scripture in our Connect group this week. And when I read that last verse, one of the Connect crew said, oh my gosh, that's just such a scary statement. And then as I heard that, I heard the Spirit of God speak to me about this parable. While the parable of the three servants does give us great insight into how we can be good stewards of our material resources, clearly Jesus was saying to us, you know what, sons and daughters, followers of Christ, when I left the earth, I gave spiritual gifts unto men and Father in heaven activated motivational gifts on the inside of you. Don't take them for granted. Don't be like this last useless servant who hid that gift in the ground, thinking that if he just protected it and held onto it until Jesus returned, then everything would be okay. It will not be okay. It's not a great place to be if you've hidden your gift. And at the end, when it comes to the day of account, when we all must give an account to God for the grace that we have received, we cannot be like the useless servant who says, I've, I've hidden it, I've kept it, and here it is at the end. We all wanna be able to stand before God and say, I received that grace and through labour, I invested that grace. And now I have seen other gifts unfold. This is what I have to give back to you. If you've hidden your gift today, I wanna encourage you to find it. When you sow your gift, what you get back in return is a harvest of more gifts. Right now, I'm thinking about a moment in a leadership training session overseas a few years ago where a pastor came to me after the meeting. He'd been able to sit in a couple of sessions where I've taught and ministered to the pastors and leaders that were gathered. And he made this statement to me that made me feel really uncomfortable. He said, Pastor Lord, I see so many gifts that God has given you. And it seems that you just have such an array of gifts. And I wanna know how I can receive such great gifts. And I was quiet for a few moments and I said, Pastor, I really appreciate what you're saying, but you're seeing it all wrong. I said to him, you know what, really, I have one gift. I had one gift for a very long time and all I did was take that one gift and keep sowing it back into the body of Christ and into this world through labour. And eventually over time, as I sowed that one gift, I would find that another gift would be unlocked and released in my life. And I'd take that gift plus the gift that I had before and sow them back again through labour. And over the years, by the grace of God, not by my ability, my intellect or my smarts, but by the grace of God, those gifts have been multiplied. And what you might be seeing today is many gifts. I still simply see as the one gift that God gave me that I was able to invest back through labour and I've received a harvest of more gifts. I said at the end, really pastor, I'm just a one gift person. That has stayed the course and kept investing that through labour back into the body of Christ and the world around me. And you can do the same. And I'd say that to every person watching today, whatever your gift is, if you will take it and invest it through labour, you will see God multiply it by His grace upon
upon your life. And so in this moment, as we come in to a place of conclusion for this broadcast, I'm thinking about each and every one of you at home, at work, in your car, wherever you're watching this broadcast. And I would love to pray for you right now that you would make that moment where you are now an altar. An altar is simply a place of surrender. It is a place of memorial. And on this Anzac Day weekend, would you remember also the sacrifice that was paid for you when Jesus hung on the cross so that you could be freed from judgment, shame and guilt and enter into the new life that began when you were born again? Would you remember that God gave you this gift, whatever it is, and today is the day to dig it up, to uncover it if it's been hidden, to realise it if it's not been realised and allow God to breathe on it. Let the wind of Holy Spirit blow on you so that other gifts can be released upon your life. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.